This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. When Katie Noonan first launched into a music career as the front person for indie rock band George, I doubt she would have imagined a time when you couldn't play a gig in Australia. In her 20-year career, she's had over 25 ARIA nominations and played in front of thousands of people. But right now, of course, she can only play online. That's a bit of an issue when you've got a new album out. Uh, It's called The Sweetest Taboo. It's a jazz collection of reimagined 80s classics from music icons like Crowded House, Billy Joel, Whitney Houston and Eurythmics. Katie Noonan probably ought to be touring the country right now, but instead she's promoting her album from her lounge room and we're very lucky to have her with us. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Katrina. How are you? Yeah, look, I'm going well, but uh, look, I've got to say this pandemic, it's been very tough on the arts. So how has your work been impacted? Uh, well, basically, any musician who isn't in a classical orchestra in Australia has lost probably 100% of their income and 100% of their capacity to make a living. So it's been a very difficult time. So is it really yeah. the gigs that, that pay the bills rather than, than album sales for a musician? Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah. Basically, yeah. when I started releasing albums in the early noughties, Albums cost 30 bucks, and now, obviously, 20 years later, they are valued at half that price. Yeah. And and there's also an entire generation that have grown up thinking that music is just this free thing that you get on the internet. Yeah. So it's been a huge, tumultuous time of change. Basically, the only way to make a living as a musician is to play live. So our capacity to do that is entirely off the table. So it's been a really confronting time. But also, how lucky are we? We live in paradise. We live in a country that has an amazing health system. We've had incredible initiatives like JobKeeper and JobSeeker. So, you know, in the big scheme of things, we are the luckiest country in the world, I reckon. And I think this pandemic has been handled incredibly well. But there is a much larger discussion about the value of our artists and the value of music. And, you know, like, I don't see why there is a sports segment on the news and there isn't an art segment. That makes no sense to me. That's a good you know? point, Katie. Let's let's try and make that happen. <laughs> I want to talk about your new album because every uh, new creation is a little triumph in itself that it actually, you know, made it safely out through the hands of all the creators and out into the world. Um, the sweet, yeah. the sweetest taboo. You know, it's it's a new album of of old songs. Uh, what brought you back to these tunes? Yeah, so basically I've had a really busy for the last four years have been amazing but super busy. So I've been, I was running, I was like the youngest ever artistic director of the Queensland Music Festival, which is the largest music festival in the world. And we had over 100 events over a squillion locations, not a squillion, but a lot. Um, and I was also music director for the opening and closing ceremony for Commonwealth Games. So they were two incredible opportunities that were incredibly exhausting. And um, when I kind of came out of that, I realised, oh, man, I am pretty burnt out. I'm pretty tired. I want to go back to the joy. I want to go back to the pure joy of why I fell in love with pop music. Hmm. And that happened when I was seven and I bought my first seven-inch single. And it happened when I was eight and I bought my first album. And what was the first seven-inch single? You didn't tell us. What was it? It was Vince Jones. Uh, Blue, which is on the record. It's the second track. So Vince Jones is an Australian jazz soul singer. 
And my first album was Crowded House, Crowded House. My second album was Man of Colours by Ice House. My third album was Revenge by Eurythmics. And so, yeah, I wanted to go back to that pure childish joy of amazing pop music. And I don't know what was in the water in the mid-'80s, but holy moly, so many good songs. Put it on 10 albums. (laughs) (laughs) Your versions are stunning, can I say. They're they're also really fresh. Did you have fun reimagining them and and working out what you were going to do with each tune? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's a jazz record, for want of a better word. But for me, jazz is a really welcoming, warm world. And I know for a lot of people, jazz feels like a kind of elitist, snobby world where there are just a lot of notes. And I wasn't interested in playing that. I wanted to play with musicians who are incredible jazz musicians, but also incredible pop players and aren't judgmental of, you know, daggy 80s pop songs. So I picked players that I knew would bring an open heart and a real joy to these tunes, but with their incredible jazz playing. Mm. And I kind of made arrangements specific to their skills. So, you know, the duet of True Colours shows off Phil Stack, amazing double bassist who is also in the band Thirsty Merck. And I knew that Sam Keevers, my pianist, would play like Electric Blue. I thought, let's go for his Afro-Cuban kind of influence and make it a cha-cha-cha. And... You know, I knew Ev would kind of do something beautiful with uh, When Tomorrow Comes. We kind of went for this 50s Spectre kind of vibe. And, yeah, so I kind of wrote the arrangements to their specific skill, but also really honoured the tune because I love those songs. So I didn't alter the melodies that much because they're so good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I showed, I hope, the respect that they deserve. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they're all songs you loved as a kid and you've already listed them as very influential albums early on for you. But if you sort of had to pick it, which artist would you say influenced you most as a singer and as a performer? Annie Lennox, I would say. It would be a very tight competition between Annie Lennox and Whitney Houston. But you've adopted Jones. Annie Lennox's hairstyle, so is that is that a subliminal thing? <laughs> that probably shows the true depth of my adoration because I basically copied her hairstyle 30 years later. Um, Your voice love... sounds just like hers on that track of When Tomorrow really? Comes. Oh, well, it's very similar. Well, There's some in the deeper I'm... tones there. Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing I did with this record is, you know, I am known for singing high a lot and I really wanted to sing really low on this album a lot. So I kept them, a lot of them in the original key, which to be honest was out of my comfort zone to sing in. And actually, I want to dance with somebody who's really low. But I mean, Whitney just had such a crazy, amazing instrument. You know, it's hard to sing any Whitney Houston song. (laughs) So Annie and Whitney are obviously my two biggest female vocal influences of that time but my biggest male influences undoubtedly um well it'd be a toss-up between vince jones and Ivor davies both and neil finn Mm, yeah nice i I want to talk about the women because it was a very different time in the 80s when these songs (laughs) were first created so how has the world changed for women in music since these songs were first recorded changed a lot and it's also changed hardly any at all. So every CEO of the major record companies in Australia are, you know, middle-aged white men. And that was exactly what it was like in the 80s as well. So not much has changed at the top end of town. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I love middle-aged white men. They're lovely. But, you know, there's not a lot of women in in the power positions. Um, I think there should always be more on boards and 
CEOs. But obviously, in the early noughties, women started, you know, dominating the charts, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, internationally, but also domestically. Do you have um, um, any advice then for like aspiring young musicians? I mean, I'm thinking of women, but not necessarily just women. I know you've been very supportive of people like Tones and I, um, but, you know, thinking of young people now who want to build a career in music in the future, what's your advice yeah. for them? What have you learned from 20-plus years in the Australian music industry? Um, be kind and respectful and nothing takes away from the magic of a live show. If you can't deliver the goods live it's unlikely you will have a long career and also sound as unique as possible. That's your single biggest asset. Mm. So unfortunately I find, you know, a little bit nowadays with the whole reality TV show thing, which is a new thing that came in obviously after I started, you know, that karaoke show. Mm. So it does basically promote a bit of an idea of trying to sound like someone else. Whereas, you know, if you think of the great artists in time that have had incredible careers, they don't sound like anybody else. No one sounds like Beyonce. No one sounds like Madonna. No one sounds like you two, Bjork, Powderfinger, you know, Leo, Claire Bowditch, Missy Higgins, whoever it is. They all have a unique sound that they've made themselves and they haven't. Obviously, we all have influences, but be Mm. as unique as possible would be my, I mean, listen to Tones and I. No one sounds like her. Yeah. And now there are about a thousand people who do because they think if they do, they'll have a career. But it actually doesn't work that way. You know, being unique is your own, is your biggest asset. Yeah. Well, Sia um, is a good example yeah. of that too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sia, Björk, Tom Waits, Frank Sinatra, I mean, Joni Mitchell, all the great, Stevie Wonder, all the great, you know, Alicia Keys, whoever it is, they all sound like themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to hear from the new album now. We're going to play um, I Want to Dance with Somebody. This was released by Whitney as a very upbeat kind of dancey track. That's the one that most of us know. Um, but you've yeah. pulled it right back. So can you tell us a little bit about the intention behind the way you've done this song? Yeah, well, basically, you know, I'm a singer, so I have this amazing gift that I get words that, you know, other instruments don't have. So I always study the lyric and make sure that, obviously, when it's my own lyrics, they're going to be true and because I've written them. But um, when I'm not, when I'm doing other people's works, I want to make sure that I understand the song's intention. And when I looked at the words, I was like, holy moly, this is the saddest song. Mm -hmm. And when you think of her life as well, she had such a sad life and um, so I kind of I guess wanted to strip it back to this very simple sad song which is basically a plea for someone to dance with me because I'm incredibly lonely and um, yeah so I kind of took it back to the lyrics and they led the vibe and um, we took it to a very slow kind of gentle dance rather than the amazing pop-tastic, synth-tastic, fluoro, neon version that she did, which I absolutely love still. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, But this one actually came out on my 10th birthday, 2nd of May, 1987. And, you know, yeah, it's it's weird when you read the lyrics and then listen to the version and you go, wow, they they don't really kind of relate. But, um, yeah, so anyway. 
That's why okay. we're back to the story. And here yeah. we are 30 years later and I think, you know, this is very timely, a song about loneliness and that heart's cry to want to um, connect. And isolation. Yeah. yeah. So. Wanting to dance with someone. I want to dance with someone too, but <laughs> we can't. So we can't right now. dancing with 1.5 metres, but, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really lend itself to social distancing, does it? All right. Thanks so much, Katie Noonan. Great to catch up with you. Thank you, and thank you for your support. I really appreciate no it. No worries. That is Katie Noonan. Her awesome. new album is called The Sweetest Taboo. Here is I Want to Dance with Somebody. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.